Hello, you're listening to Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast, a podcast dedicated to traveling across America. And hello, how are you doing? We're recording this in a uh, Best Western in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm trying to not talk too loud because I can hear like people on the other side of the door. So I'll try to just turn the microphone up. Anyway, this is kind of an exciting episode. There's kind of a lot going on. I'll try to introduce what's going on real quickly. Uh, I am traveling with my dad. Do you, my dad's here. Chuck, yes, it's me. It's him. <laughs> Chuck Grant. Uh, this is the first time you've been on this podcast. Yes, it is. I'm a little a little nervous about this. You are? Yeah. Um, Don't ask me any hard questions. It probably won't. I'm going <laughs> to... You think I'm going to talk... No math questions. You think we're talking about this trip, but we're going to talk about... Um, no, I don't know what we're talking about. Basically, we're going on a very long road trip. It's the from, father-son tour of the West. Yeah, we're kind of... We're from Texas, and we're working our way out to California. We're going to go up the West Coast... We're kind of making it up as we go. We have it kind of sketched out in our minds, but it might be. It's kind of a long, ridiculous kind of vacation. And uh, the first stop is, uh, was it first the first stop? was stop? Monday. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it was on Thursday. Yeah, we left this past, what day is it? Today's Sunday the 19th. We left Thursday the like mm-hmm. 16th. So basically, this podcast is going to be us talking about the first four days of this trip, and my plan is to try to record a podcast maybe every few days or something. There might be three or four of these eventually that come out, so that you'll have you'll be able to listen along. Um, I don't know how interesting any of this will be for other people. <laughs> uh, this episode, there's probably going to be a lot of content about. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul because we've been going around the last two days to all the locations, not all of them, but many of them. <laughs> we'll get into more of that in a minute. But first, yeah, we left about noon on Thursday. My sister, well, well my brother-in-law is a coach at a, a football coach at a like a small junior high in at, called Miles Junior High in Miles, Texas. In Miles, Texas, it's kind of near <clears throat> San Angelo. But uh, they were playing a game in Monday, Texas, which is uh, Monday, Mon- Monday, M-U-N-D-A-Y, yes. Yeah, and it was kind of on the way, so we decided, well, let's leave, you know, around noon on Thursday, go up there, watch the game, stay the night, like, it, near there. We stayed in... Seymour. Uh, Seymour, yeah, which is like 25 miles away from Monday... And then we got up the next morning and drove to Albuquerque. We'll get to that. So <laughs> did, uh, on the way to the game, we had a little bit of time to kill, and we were passing through Archer City, which we both – you may – I don't know. I'd, I'd heard of this place, but you kind of connected that it was uh, where – Larry McMurtry yeah. was from. And, uh, yeah, he passed away in March of this year, and uh, I had always wanted to go to – to Archer City to his bookstores. I had heard that he had bought out some local bookstores around and uh, took all the books to Archer City. He a, was a bookseller, among other things, but of course he was a, an author of, well, you know what he, what he wrote, Lonesome Dove and Terms of Endearment, several other things, yeah, Streets of Laredo. I haven't read any of his books, but I feel like I 
I was going to get my thought when we were going to go there was like, I'll get it like a paperback of Lonesome Dove because I never got that. That would be a cool place to get that. I've always <laughs> heard that's a great book. But <laughs> one thing we learned about this bookstore when we got there is that it's like a like we go to like half price books and kind of used bookstores where you go in and you'll, you know, find some older book for like eight dollars or ten dollars or something. But this was more of a, a collector's place. So there was a lot of, I mean, it was a massive place with a, a bunch of, like, old books. I feel like the average, probably, uh, year these books came out was, like, 1950 or something. Or I saw a well, lot. Probably older than that. Older than that? Probably. Like, I'd see one, I'd be like, oh, this that, this is kind of a cool old book. And I'd, if I saw it at Half Price Books, it'd be like, you know, a dollar or two dollars, but there it'd be like forty bucks or like fifty. So there's it's kind of a I don't know. I was kind of stunted or stunned. I was like, I don't know if I can. This is a little more than I want to spend on a whole. It's more for like a the, you know like a first edition of something or whatever. But did you have any more thoughts on that place? Yeah, you walk into this bookstore and it it looks like a regular bookstore, not a real big room, but books all around and. uh since it was Larry McBert, McMurtry's store, I, I thought, well, what if we found some of his books? That'd be an interesting place to buy my first book mm-hmm. by him. And uh, I noticed that there was a section for autographed copies. So I picked up a paperback with a plain cover, and it was a, a pre-published or pre-publishing copy of uh, Lonesome Dove. And it was a big, thick book i opened up the the front cover and he autographed it and it was priced at three thousand dollars which was slightly out of my price range so i i mean i i don't know what i think about him but i certainly didn't think that much of him. but uh i did find a book anyway you there was a door that led out from this small room or average sized room bookstore room and you open the door and, <laughs> and uh it felt like you were going into a, a different state or something because it was a it was like it a was, big a, it was barn a big room. warehouse almost. it was a big room which led to another huge room which led to another room <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just seemed like it went on and on and there were there were hundreds of thousands of books there stacked in in books that were farther than you could reach up probably top row was probably eight or ten feet high and the whole thing was full of books of all and it looked like there was no real order to them but yeah there that was, was confusing i was like i don't know how would you it was, find it was like sections it was like uh literary literary criticism or different whatever yeah and geography and and there was another Tex- building Texana. across the street that they yeah. had another building with even more stuff yeah it was uh pretty amazing and we didn't we needed to get to the game so we didn't have a lot of time to spend uh but i did find a book that i thought was interesting it had california on the cover and that's since that's where we were going i thought Mm -hmm. that might be in a an appropriate book to pick up i opened the cover and it was a kind of a travel log or it was a book that was written to encourage people to to travel to or move to California, mm-hmm. and I looked down when it was published, and it was in 1872, which was not long after the 
The Gold Discovery, and I noticed it was written by Charles Nordhoff. And I recognized that name, but I couldn't remember where from for a while until I remembered that I had read a book about Mutiny on the Bounty by Charles Nordhoff and uh, somebody else named Hall, last name of Hall. So when I got back, I bought the book uh, for about 40, 40-something dollars, which <laughs> I was surprised. Anyway, I, when I got back to the room, I researched who that was, and it was the, the, the man that wrote that particular book about California was uh, the grandfather of the man that co-wrote Mutiny on the Bounty, which came out in 1932. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if I'll ever read the book from cover to cover, but it was interesting. And it was in pretty good shape for a book of that age. Yeah. So after that, we drove to Seymour. We checked in at the motel. Some of the stuff, I don't know if anything super notable happened. We drove to the game. Well, that, the game was fun. It was neat because my uh, brother-in-law was coaching, and then my niece, was, it was her first game as, as a JV cheerleader. I think she'd been she'd cheered at some other games before my sister Brittany told me. But it was just cool to see them all do their thing. Like they're kind of they're just like super busy at school and they're that's like their whole universe and it's it's cool to see them do their thing and it was a nice kind of way to start the trip, you know. Mhm. And it was kind of a quick visit really. We just watched the game and then uh and that was about it. <laughs> we all kind of scattered and went yeah, our separate ways. Yeah, we all ways. had to they had to get back home to get a good night's sleep and they they probably didn't get home till 9 30 or 10 yeah it was a rush to get out of there yeah so we kind of we just went back to the room and then mm-hmm. uh went to sleep <laughs> and then uh <laughs> we got up around seven and we were well, on the road by eight i don't know how intricate i needed to explain all this stuff. <laughs> basically the plan for friday was to drive from seymour to albuquerque and it was about a f- five and a half hour drive i think right? so I think I drove the first half. No, you drove. No, I drove the first half. Yeah, we listened to podcasts. We listened to some stuff about uh, Tom Petty, and then we listened to some like traveling Wilburys music. And okay, this is the thing with Albuquerque. I'll try to. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with Breaking Bad and uh, now Better Call Saul. And I've been a big fan of Breaking Bad since it was on TV. But I'd always talk to my dad about the show and like it's it it's was, dark but it, it's, i think you'd like yeah, it and yeah it was not i didn't think i would like that because it was just there was bad language and there was a lot of killing and the subject matter was pretty intense uh i didn't think i would be interested in that yeah but you started watching better call saw when it came out <laughs> yeah and uh i was forewarned that it was a, a prequel to breaking bad but I watched the first episode, and it was really funny. It was well written, and it was uh, <laughs> it was really surprising. And the characters were really authentic. I thought I, th- I thought the the way they uh, introduced the characters was was really clever. And there was a lot of uh, a lot of the story that was told just by uh, by their actions, and not necessarily by the dialogue but you could tell by by the way they i thought like cinematic cinematically it was it it told the story or it it kind of led you into the characters in a pretty interesting way i thought it was i was impressed by how how well it was done and i was 
I think I was hooked with the first episode. It was, I was uh, really impressed. And it wasn't bad. I mean, there wasn't, I don't think there was any bad language. There was, There's a little bit. There, there probably was. It's a little more tame than Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, but. but it was so clever and so funny in places that uh, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and kept So he's like it. a big fan. He's kind of <laughs> funny. He's like one of the few people who's like a big, huge fan of uh, Better Call Saul, but he hasn't really watched uh, Breaking Bad. But uh, if you know of those shows, you know that they're made in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So... Uh, it's kind of been a place where I've always thought it would be cool to come and just look at the locations and stuff. So that's kind of basically what we've been doing all weekend <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I, a part of me is like, I keep asking him, I'm like, is this annoying to you? Like, am I, cause we'll like go to one place. I'll be like, cool. Okay. Pull up here. I'll get out of the car, take a picture. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we'll go and we'll find the next place. And I was like, do you, do you want to go back to the room or do do something that has nothing to do with these TV shows. <laughs> That's actually something I've felt kind of bad about being here because I'm here to like look at like little buildings and stuff where they <laughs> shot the show. And then uh, there's really a lot going on in this town. It's a, it's a really neat place. And uh, like we'll go to all the t- tourist places, like gift shops and stuff. And, you know, there's the they have a lot of stuff for the, the balloon festival that's coming up, I think like next weekend or pretty two soon two weeks i think two weeks on the second and Starts. that's like a huge thing where i think it, they said it's like 10 days long or something it's uh 11 days i think there's it starts on one weekend starting on the second and then it's for that weekend and the five days in between that weekend and the next weekend they just fly b- hot air balloons like the whole time they do all kinds of things and that's but that's the primary thing that, that ha- that's happening it's kind of interesting because you can tell in the town that like that's a huge thing and really like Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad are big things. But I realized after we found our motel, I'll get back to Friday. Like I was trying to figure out, I was like going already going through. Okay, we'd had a for today for Sunday we had scheduled like a the RV tour that we goes we go you go and get in a Winnebago like the one in Breaking Bad and they take you to the different shows or locations i mean but then we had like friday night and all day saturday (laughs) to kind of figure out what to do and uh when we got checked in i realized i was kind of googling and i realized the studio where they shoot the shows where they made the shows is like 10 minutes south of where we are like kind of by the airport and it's now it's been bought by like netflix so it's kind of a netflix studio uh but anyway and then we found out there was like a little restaurant like basically right next door to the place and we're like let's go eat there they they were open like another half hour or something so we we drove down there and ate some pizzas kind of in a building like next to the where the studios are it was kind of cool it was like i mean it's not a whole lot to see it's really just it's huge and wide open out there and there wasn't a whole lot out there but you could tell there's there's some like apartments that looked really nice then these really nice buildings just suddenly kind of out in the desert and then like these huge like uh, movie studios i don't know i took some pictures and it was kind of like a it's just a building but it's still cool to be like this is where they (laughs) made those shows like kind of the home base so that was kind of a cool way to start off uh friday and then uh i'll move into saturday basically the my thinking was that the rv tour today was going to be a lot of breaking bad locations so i tried to focus on 
Better Call Saul places. So we kind of went around. I'll try to just name the places we went to if I can. <laughs> First, we went to Loyola's, which is like Mike's favorite like diner, which was not very far from where we were staying. It was like four minutes away or something. Um, and they were really crowded. I think we were there about, it was like 9.30 in the morning. We just kind of drove by. I got out and took some pictures, but uh, it was still early in the morning. So like the sun was like behind the pictures in a way that kind of didn't, wasn't very satisfying. So anyway, it did, which didn't matter. But then we got back in the, I got back, back in the truck. We drove down to uh, the nail salon. <clears throat> <laughs> it's kind of funny. We were driving around to all these places and they're just like little random <laughs> buildings that, I mean, you'd see. And when we got to the nail salon, like there wasn't like nobody. I think there was, there were people inside working, but there was like the parking lot was empty. And like, I mean, I got out and like had my phone out. <laughs> I feel like I felt ridiculous all day long just doing this, just taking pictures. And I could see some, there was like a nail, a, a lady that worked in there that was like looking out. And I think she might've waved at me or she was, and then like, I think I felt like you kind of feel like a looky-loo type person because that's basically <laughs> what you are you're just like looking at everything and also what are you going to do like once you go there you t- stand there you take a picture and then you're like cool this is weird <laughs> I, I, we've been talking a little bit about like uh if the writers of the shows like when they imagine like are these locations like do they like if you go to like someone's house do they live at that address i know the walter white's address is like fictional but in the writer's minds, do they like if you go from one location to the next location? Is that does the is that the route the character takes to go? Like I found out where Jimmy McGill's apartment is, and then like where the nail salon is. Like, so did he drive? I guess he drove down this street. Was it <laughs> Central or something? Yeah, yeah. So well, I don't know. We're kind of thinking about that type of stuff, which is kind of funny. And then <laughs> after that, we went to the uh, skate park that's in like the first episode of Better Call Saul. <laughs> It's kind of funny, like, I would, I'd find the place that was, tra- like, the closest to where we were, and then I would navigate him there, and he just, he didn't even get out of the truck, or, I might get out and, like, try to take all these pictures, and then he's just kind of, whatever, like. How was the driver? You, you thought it was cool, but. Yeah. Yeah. Cause really, I kept, you would think that there would be several people at each of these locations taking pictures or something. Yeah. But it was a Saturday. Everybody else was doing everything but yeah. that. Yeah. I, there were some skateboarders there and they, I'm like over there like just not looking like a skateboarder <laughs> like standing there uh yeah I had my phone out like taking pictures and one of the guys kind of looked at me funny like what's going on I didn't and that's also a thing where you're like do people know like this is a location on a tv show it's kind of a niche thing like maybe not even the people that live here know kind of about that but anyway after after that place we went to I don't remember. Uh, we went to a lot of places. I feel like we... Oh, we went to... Uh, in the first episode of Better Call Saul, like when they do the flashbacks where Jimmy's in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. It's like his apartment. We Like we went to his apartment. That's oh, only yeah. shown in the show like very briefly. I rewatched the first episode at like last night, so I was kind of... It's kind of cool to see all the places. Like it's supposed to be in Omaha, so they have like snow coming down, and but it's just like one little small apartment basically and then from there we decided oh we went up up uh 25 highway 25 and we stopped over at uh that place where they do the exterior shots for hhm hamlin hamlin mcgill the um big office building (laughs) and stuff there were some other places near that that we didn't go to that like the building where they do the conference room and then scenes and then there's 
like a stairwell that's like glassed in, which was, uh, they did a, like in the second season, there was like a montage with Kim, like talking on the phone and putting like post-it notes yeah. up, uh, in the glass, on the glass. And we did, we didn't go to that, even though it was like really close to where we were, <laughs> which is like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that where we went to one location and then like, there's another thing that happened like a block further away, but we just didn't know where it was or. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't like super significant. It was like a corner where somebody like waved at somebody or called somebody <laughs> on a phone and they're like, huh? Anyway, so from that place, we decided to go out to the mall, Cottonwood Mall, which is kind of in the northwest corner of Albuquerque. This was actually one of my favorites of the locations because uh, it's where they shot the like Cinnabon scenes and the like flash forward scenes in Better Call Saul, the black and white scenes where he's in Omaha and he's like kind of on the run. Like I'm on my phone, like trying to Google, like I'd found out that the Cinnabon store was closed down like a couple years ago, but I found out where the, where it was located when it was there. And it was like between a fans and a, some other store. It's like, it's on the lower level near Dillard's by between it. So we're like, Oh, okay. So for maybe I didn't know it was near Dillard's. And I think when we got there and we looked at the map, we looked for the fans yeah. And then we kind of pieced it together and we walked over there and it, it's kind of a, there's nothing, they, they haven't turned it into anything else at the place where the Cinnabon is. So it was just this covered, like, you know, it's just like. Like it was a future lease. Yeah. Like it was going to turn into something else. And we were trying to <laughs> theorize, like, I'm like, do you think, because right now they're, they're actually like shooting the, like the last, probably like three or four episodes of Better Call Saul like while while we're here and I know that they're gonna have to go back to the that time period I don't know if they'll go back to Cinnabon but I, I was like I bet if you took those boards down there would be a Cinnabon like behind it I bet it's still built and I bet it's still like you know d- designed in the the era of when that was supposed to be happening which was like 2013 or 2014 or something anyway this is <laughs> kind of how nerdy <laughs> I have to keep like reeling it in and kind of being like am i being too uh weird right now <laughs> is this too, too nerdy anyway that was really cool to see it was kind of uh, that's a part of better call Saul that i think about a lot is like the the parts in omaha because it's like in the future and you're just like what's gonna happen like to gene and all this i'm talking a lot did you have anything to say about this <laughs> no. stuff? he's mostly just like we go into the store and he's I'm like, just driving. I'm going to go to the bathroom uh, while you take these pictures. And uh, I'm going to go look for some shorts over at that Eddie Bauer. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just take these real fast and I'll have my little moment. And you can oh, oh, leave. From there, we decided first we, we stopped at a Target that was like super busy because you, you were trying to find some shorts. And it was we didn't find shorts. So we left. That was it. I don't know why I'm even telling you all that. But that's the thing. And then we were decided we were going to eat. And then we were like, let's go back to Loyola's because it's kind of on the way back. Yeah. That was the place that we went to. The first place we passed that uh, is Mike's favorite restaurant. And there's a lot. There's a scene in the first episode of Better Call Saul that Jimmy is talking to like the Kettleman's. Anyway, we, so we decided to go back over there. And uh, it was really like. It was busy when we went past it in the morning, and it was busy when we got there. We got there, it was like 1.40. It was, before, it was before 1. It was, because okay. they, they were going to close at 1. <clears throat> yeah, they usually close it. I think we got there two, by 12.30. But that day, yesterday, they were going to close it 1, because some of the 
people that worked there had gone out of town or something or had to go or out of town. Anyway, they were like 15 minutes away from closing and we weren't sure if they'd let us in, but they did. And they were like still full and busy. And I mean, and they sat us, it was really cool being in there. Cause I'm, I'm the whole time I'm just sitting in there like, that's where Mike sits. He just <laughs> comes in here. Cause it's, he's kind of like a regular at this place. And, uh, I don't know, just kind of like looking around and everything, but it was cool. Like the, the waitress had a better call Saul shirt on and I was like, cool shirt. <laughs> and she's, that was a, like the, what they wear. Not all of them were wearing the, that shirt, but a couple of them were. What I liked about that place is that was like a whole thing. Like the better call Saul thing is I think they probably get some business from people who, who are fans of that show, but it also seemed like a yeah. really neat restaurant, like I a think, really cool local place that was, would probably be doing well, even without any yeah. of that stuff. I think they knew a lot of the local people that kept coming back over and over again. Yeah, when I remember because we were sitting kind of by the front door and people would be like walking out and the waitresses would be like, see you next week, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's kind of neat. Yeah, that was a cool thing to me because, you know, we go there because it's on this show we like, but then we find out like it's actually like a neat, it's just a cool place that mm-hmm. I think people have probably were have been fans of like even before it was ever on TV and all that. And we got some shirts and stuff because they had they were selling Better Call Saul shirts. We we're like, can we get some of those? <laughs> I think after that we oh we came back to the room, hang hung out here for a little while, and then then around four o'clock we went down to the old town area. I wanted to do some shopping. That was kind of the more the local some, normal local stuff. Get some refrigerator. Magnus. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to collect like a bunch of. His goal is to try to get, fill up the refrigerator refrigerator at home home with uh, magnets from. And different they're small, places. so that you can you can get some from everywhere you go. Yeah, and because uh, we don't have very much volume left in the truck. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of worried out, we're going to pretty tight be buying too much junk, and <laughs> we'll like be driving by like a furniture place, but like you want to buy a couch, and he's like, no, no, we don't can't do that. The old town was really neat, though. It was these old buildings that I didn't really even read much about when they were built. They were like, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. The It was an old part of the town. Well, it was an <laughs> old town. It, it, what surprised me about that place was uh, was the number of shops. You know, it looked like mm-hmm. it went down one street. You could see all the way down one street with, with uh, shops on either side. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was it. But the farther you go down the street, you see that, well, there are side streets that where uh, sh- more shops are. It, it opens up into another little plaza or another area mm-hmm. where there's even more. And then that branches off from there. And then you go down a little farther and the same thing happens. It's, uh, yeah, we didn't even, I thought we'd probably be able to go to most of the places, but we didn't yeah, even I make it down that did. one street. And, and then you get up to more. the, you get up to the, to the city square, the plaza, and there's a there's a historical church on one corner, and then more shops all around the plaza. It was a really a neat touristy place. We were in one store, and it was like four. It was four forty eight. I remember. Oh yeah. Because I was like, I I knew there was a Breaking Bad store like in the plaza, and so I was like <laughs> kind of making my way over there. I Google mapped it to see like to remember for sure like where where it was and it was like just kind of about a block away from where we were but it said it closed at five and i was like oh, it's closing in like 12 minutes and i like ran over and found him i was like i gotta go to the store like right now so, but we kind of booked we it over, over there, there and then 
uh, it was kind of a lot to take in, like especially quickly. It was like <laughs> they just had so much, you know, st- merchandise from the show, and really a lot of. It seemed like a lot of like mugs and tumblers and keychains and stickers. And, I mean, really a lot of different, pretty much anything. Bags of meth. And yeah, <laughs> little can- and blue was, rock, blue candy. There's a little candy. bit of a museum in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should go in there and. Which is interesting. Props from the shows. I was kind of worried because I felt like I'm just going to spend all my money <laughs> suddenly. Like, I think I got. What did I get? I got a because we went back today, but yesterday I bought a tumbler that says "World's Second Best Lawyer," like from Better Call Saul, <laughs> and then I got a oh yeah, a bag of the rock blue rock candy that's like supposed to be like the meth. Did you get something last night? I got a mug and I got two refrigerator <laughs> magnets. <laughs> but we knew that because we were going to come back the. <clears throat> RV tour like leaves from the old town area and we knew that we would be like back today so we kind of were like we only got you know 10 minutes today so we'll come back and try to spend a little more time anyway so we left we came back we kind of took a little quick little drive on because on the way back I realized like that Jesse Pinkman's house was real close and then uh Chuck McGill's house like Jimmy McGill's brothers Saul's brother so we swung by those real quick, and then, uh, and then we stopped by the doghouse, hot dog place that's also in the shows. So we got some food there to go, and then we came back to the room, and that was pretty much. Then we just kind of hung out here and wound down, and then, uh, so now I guess we get to stunt today. Yeah. Basically, the the main thing was we had this RV tour that was you had to be there like just before nine. And then it was supposed to go till about noon. So we came down and parked. They have like a, a replica of the the Winnebago from Breaking Bad. And they have it. I think like there's how many people fit in there? The Winnebago? Was there like about? There was nine. Nine of us? Yeah. There's four at the table where we were. And there were four in that bench seat. Oh, okay. And then there was a one seat here, one seat there. Okay. And the shotgun seat. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we I think they had a thing where like if you booked by a certain time, basically basically it was first come first serve, and you could go. So the first that signed up could ride in the Winnebago, and then they had this other like just kind of regular bus that was like other people. Were, yeah, we were, didn't know about that. There's so they, they were they they probably had they at least had ten at least, people. Yeah, and they were kind of I thought we were gonna they were gonna follow us or we were gonna follow them, but they kind of <laughs> left before us, and we kind of but we I thought they were right behind us most of the time. Maybe they were. Anyway, they kind of played all these like videos and stuff. There's a TV in the in there, so the guy would. Uh, it's kind of crazy because I asked him at one point. I was like, "How often do you do this tour?" And he said, "Every day." <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" And then he said that, but what during the balloon festival he yeah. does they do it two, two times t- a day for 10 days during that and i was like oh my gosh but they have they had a uh, tv there that would play scenes from the show and also kind of like little videos like a lot of them i'd seen on youtube and stuff like little things that with the cast and stuff doing little things whatever i'm trying to not say too much in case someone wants to go on it <laughs> i don't want to spoil it and then now i'm going to say the places we drove by <laughs> He kind of had like a the, a DVD that was playing, so that was so he'd like skip to each location. Like was kind of like there was like a scene from some location, and so he'd skip to each one. 
and then he'd uh, he kept saying like we were rolling like whenever we'd go and there was a girl that was sitting in the front shotgun seat and they had a little like uncle tio bell there so she'd like ring it every time we'd we'd uh reset i don't i, don't know I didn't know why was. they did that i didn't i wasn't sure what the point of that was exactly yeah I don't. he was probably going off on a you know they were probably on some kind of script and some kind of plan that they do that maybe he was just moving to the next thing or i don't i don't know i'm not sure but we left there we went by like ted Binicky's house and then like the house where marie stole uh like a spoon i think you don't know this. It was a lot of Breaking Bad stuff. <laughs> They'd say that that was one of the wor- things I was kind of not worried about, but because you hadn't seen it, I was like, "Well, you're There's, about to get it spoiled." Yeah, and they kept saying, "Like, they'd be like, all right, on the count of three, everybody say, yo, bitch.'" And you you didn't repeat that. <laughs> They'd always say stuff like that. It's kind of it was just funny. I'd like look at him and see watch him kind of be like, mm. and he doesn't. <laughs> we were joking before like yesterday we were joking about going on the tour and i was like it's gonna be weird because you don't know all this stuff like they're gonna be like that's jesse pinkman's house and then you said who's jesse pinkman and i was like Whoa. <laughs> i was like don't say that on the tr- tour like <laughs> and i had to explain gonna now, no, my explanation is. was weird. I was like, I said, it, it's kind of like a Fonzie on Happy Days, you know, or some. That was not a good example. He's not really well, the Fonzie. Of, Fonzie's a major part of the show. Yeah, I was like, he's basically he's like kind of like the second. He's like the number two character on the show, basically. He's like, I thought he at least knew who that was. Anyway, you know who it is now. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> you, you <laughs> and have, I know where he lives. You have the weirdest too. experience with Breaking Bad. It's like, really. Like, there's Ted Binicky's house. That's where uh, Skyler cheated on Walt. He's like, oh, Skyler cheated on oh, Walt. Oh, you just told show? me that? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, he said that in the thing. Oh, he did? Oh, dang, you forgot. Now it's spoiled. <laughs> Another spoiler. Don't worry, he'll, he'll forget again. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there we went, it was like Chuck McGill's house again that we'd already seen. Yeah. And then the, which is right in front of his house, is there, there's a tree which was a place where... Uh, crazy eight or one of the guys from like the first couple episodes of breaking bad like ran into the tree like <laughs> when he was um i didn't realize it was that tree and then uh we, then we went to we passed uh jesse's house which was cool like everybody got excited and he's like that was the window like he poured like his meth out out of so walter wouldn't flush it down the toilet and all this stuff we were all like whoa <laughs> dad was like Oh, oh, really? oh, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And then, uh, see, from there, then we kind of left. We passed the doghouse place again. And then, man, we went, we really passed a lot of stuff. Like, uh, most of the places we would drive by, and uh, it was just like, this is a, a scene happened here on this corner. We went to uh, Combo's Corner, where, like, where uh, oh, Combo yeah. was killed. That You had never heard of Combo before. <laughs> yeah, and, never. But they showed, like, a clip of it and stuff. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, whoa. <laughs> it was kind of, it was just funny. So I'd be like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. And I'd look over and you'd be like, oh, whoa. Wow, it's like a c- corner. <laughs> it's just a corner of a street. And then uh, there's really a lot. There's a, there a whole lot of stuff. Did we go to the nail salon again? I think we went think back we down. Did. We went, we saw Loyola's again and then the nail salon and the, 
this is kind of out of order because we I know we went to the we drove by the skate park. Oh yeah, one thing I missed at the beginning is they said that's the building they used for like the DEA stuff. A lot of this stuff I don't know how interesting this is to hear. <laughs> I should ju- let's just jump to the more interesting locations because one of the stops was uh, <laughs> none of it is interesting to somebody that hasn't yeah, seen most, some either people, show. <laughs> like, and I don't know how interesting it is to be like, wow, these guys on this podcast saw the building where this was on the show. <laughs> I'm taking all these pictures and I'm thinking like these were fo- photographed like a lot better like <laughs> on the show these locations. But we went to Los Pollos Hermanos. That was a cool place. That was a place where there are some stops that we'd stop at and they'd we'd pull over they'd pull over and we'd like go out and look at it. And at that one they I mean we got there about like nine thirty maybe and the store wasn't open yet. And it's the real place is called Twisters. It's kinda of like a small like I think Mexican food kind of restaurant. I think it's the same kind of restaurant that Well Los Pollos Hermanos is like chicken like like a fried chicken well, yeah. kind of place. Oh, okay. But you go in there, and they—you could tell they've really embraced like the yeah. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul stuff. Like they had a bunch of stuff on the walls, and uh, part of the fee for the tour had paid for like a little snack there. They had these like kind of breakfast burritos that we had, and we got like drinks. We kind of hung out there for a minute, and they talked to us a little bit about like this is where Walt's at, and this scene, and this is where <laughs> Gus sat. This is where the cousin sat. It was kind of cool. Did you have any thoughts about that stuff? <laughs> No, no, I thought it was real, really fun and interesting. I enjoyed the whole thing, even That's, though I didn't know what was going on in a lot of it. Yeah, it, it was I still think, really interesting. They kept the, they kept it moving yeah. really well because when we were driving from place to place, there was always something, some clip on TV that on the, on the TV that we would watch. So there was something the whole yeah, time. There was something happening. Sometimes we'd be ha- we have to drive like you know like. 10 minutes down the road and there wouldn't be any location so they'd play like some kind of longer video or something to kind of keep us occupied one thing i noticed at los pollos hermanos is I, you just kind of get the that's where i asked like how many often do you guys do it do this and he, that's when he said like every day and i was like <laughs> it seemed like even the people that worked at that twisters were used to people coming it's like a, a kind of a thing that every day that all these random tourist people show up and eat and hang out for like 15 minutes and then leave probably whenever we leave is when they finish like opening up the store and, and everything and then some other locations we saw well we, we went to like jesse and jane's apartments this was actually kind of cool you haven't seen this but it was, it was the second episode second season i'm sorry when jesse is dating jane and they showed i won't say what happens in the scene they showed a what basically a very pivotal scene of jane and like what happens with her like on the they showed a clip of it and it was like very uh it's a very difficult scene to watch and i was kind of surprised that they showed it like <laughs> yeah it's pretty emotional and i was like well that's spoiled for him now and for my dad and then uh which I, you can't be mad about that if you're on a tour of anyway i didn't even know who she was I yeah mean, you don't I, know who she is so anyway we looked at we saw the uh her like you know stoop kind of where that there's some scenes where they sit outside and talk out on out there it was kind of funny though because as we were there this guy walked out of one of the buildings i don't remember i think it was jane's apartment on the show it was the one on the on the right this guy walked out with like a big trash bag <laughs> and we were like we're kind of like is this the guy that lives there now like what's going on and he actually came over and walked he walked over to the guy that was 
the uh, driver. The driver, Frank, was his name, the mm-hmm. guy that did the tour. I guess he's the owner of the property, and he's gonna he's thinking about trying to turn it into like an Airbnb place, which was kind of kind of a cool idea because probably a lot of people probably a lot of people would want to come and stay there. I don't know if they'll do that or when that'll happen, but I think he he and Frank were gonna talk about. Yeah. Maybe he could help him find people to stay there or something like that. Or yeah, so so be watching out because I think we may have seen a a business deal going down yeah. <laughs> or the beginning of one. Yeah, it was interesting to see the how the locations, like their relationship with the show, and then the, mm-hmm. with the all the touring tour groups and stuff, and like not th- everybody's it, friendly. About yeah, this. not everybody. I think a lot of the people they they get it. I guess, but it seemed like it would be, they'd be maybe slightly annoyed, but they, you know, as long as you're respectful, just come and take your pictures and stuff. But uh, after that, I'm kind of skipping around, but it, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. We went to the uh, big giant car wash, like where Walter worked at. That was a place where we got out and we kind of walked around in it. I was expecting the layout inside to be similar to the show, but like the front desk that's kind of a part of the show wasn't in that location like it was just kind of big open area they did have like a vending machine that had like breaking bad and better call Saul stuff like it was like a t-shirt pay like 19 dollars in this vending machine and like a t-shirt will come out kind of thing hmm. i think it was more of a place to look at from the outside because it was just this big huge place oh and one one thing when we were there there's a guy that uh it was his birthday we we talked i talked to him later we talked to him and his family later like after we the trip tour was over his name was justin they're from like california like it was his his birthday and it was like a surprise like for his birthday they flew out to albuquerque to go on the tour and look at the locations and everything but i don't just, think he knew he didn't yeah they, they, went to, they went to santa fe first spent a couple of days oh and oh, then okay. and then drove down to uh to albuquerque oh okay and that was the surprise oh okay and he didn't know about the they tour. gave him uh the the Heisenberg hat you don't know what that is but <laughs> that was how they, they told him like it was that they were gonna take him to Albuquerque to do all this stuff but for his birthday like the guy Frank climbed up on the top of the RV and like he, I don't know what he, he was like set off some I was like I think it was like a blue firework or something it's a smoke it was like bomb. a yeah and so he, he it was like for it to celebrate his birthday, it was all this like blue smoke started like coming out of the top of the RV. It was pretty funny. We got some pictures of that. The main place we went after that was we went to like Walter White's actual house, which was that was probably the neatest location to me. It was neat to see the actual house. That was also the one where he said the lady that lived, lives there has been there like I think he said 50 years. Like their family is. Oh, yeah. Lived in the, in the house for like for 50, 50 years. years. One reason they picked it was because it's like kind of at a T like intersection. Mm-hmm. He said it's it's basically like a stage, like it almost they can set all the cameras and stuff like in it's front convenient. on the street to shoot it and everything. It was all gated in front of it. It's crazy. He said that about three hundred people per day <laughs> go to that house to like see it and everything. It just made me wonder like what it was like for the family that lives there because they've always every time I've heard like Vince Gilligan or somebody talk about the family that they always say that they're really sweet people and like all this and yeah. I wonder, like, what that would be like if you just had this house and then suddenly, like, someone knocked on your door and they decided to use it on this show. And then that ended up being this, like, huge popular show, like, from all around the world. And people would suddenly, all these people come from all over. I was like, why do they, maybe they could, like, live somewhere else and, like, you know, there's probably some way to, like, 
monetize it or something. But at the same time, it's if it's your private home and it becomes like a whole tourist attraction, that's just crazy. Mm. Uh, you feel bad for them at the same time. You you'd want to go and take a picture of it and look <laughs> at it and stuff. And I think uh, I'd looked at a map of all the Breaking Bad locations, and I'd seen that the place where the Saul Goodman's like offices were on better, on Breaking Bad is like pretty close to that house. I thought we were going to go by it, but we didn't. That wasn't a stop. So that's a place we, I haven't seen, but it's not worth going over there. After that, we pretty much just went, came back and went to Old Town. They dropped us off at the Breaking Bad store again. So we went back in and looked around again. And I bought a couple more th- things. I bought like a Vince Gilligan coaster and a sticker. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say one thing that impressed me on the tour was there were a lot of places that we stopped and they weren't just about Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul mm-hmm. or El Camino, which is also part of, of the whole thing. Uh, but but he talked about all the several other mm. movies and TV shows that are filmed in Albuquerque and around New Mexico. And he something that, that I didn't know and I thought it was really surprising was that the state of New Mexico gives a 35% rebate to uh, the film companies and whoever makes movies or TV shows in New Mexico. His example was if they spent $10 million on a movie or a TV show or a segment or whatever, that the state of New Mexico would rebate them back $3.5 million. Just give them $3.5 million mm-hmm. in cash, which is, which is to promote this, the state of New Mexico. And it's... Uh, that's really the Boy, main reason uh, Breaking Bad ended up being set in Albuquerque. Yeah. Like that's the main reason. Originally, it was written to be like in a some I can't remember what some neighbor, neighborhood in a Los, Los Angeles, Angeles kind of. I think it was originally written like for that, but then they moved it, and then as they came down or over here, like I think it became a character in the show. Yeah. Kept, <laughs> that's what that's they a, said. Yeah, we always we keep saying it's kind of like one of the characters in the show, right? <laughs> It's actually kind of, I was telling you, like, a lot of shows, like, you watch the place where it takes place, like, isn't as big of a part of the show. Like, they really shoot a lot of locations in the show. Like, they're it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen, like, a ton of stuff. And we still haven't seen, like, what we've, I feel like we've seen probably most of the the main places. Exterior things. Yeah. We didn't see, like, Saul's original office or, uh. Hank and Marie's house, which I thought we might stop by. But then after we left the tour in the store, we were about to head back back to here to the motel. And then I was like, do you want to go see where Mike's house is? I think it's pretty close. So he's like, sure. So there were kind of a few places like right around the downtown area that we kind of ran to. We went to Mike's house and then we went to a courthouse. The Yeah, we went to the parking garage place. Parking garage. Like in the first five episodes or, yeah. or so of Better Call Saul where Mike works. Like we went and saw that booth where he he's in. <laughs> and yeah, and then, then we went to uh, Kim and Jimmy's apartment, like the place where they live on Better Call Saul. I didn't know which apartment number they lived in, but it, I kind of took a picture of the just the building. Like, I mean, I knew, I remembered it on the show. It was kind of like. They were on the second floor. There was like floor. a parking lot in the middle kind of thing. So we went into that part. And so I thought, they're somewhere in one of these places, but and then we went to the courthouse and took a picture of that. Mm-hmm. The thing that to me, it's cool to see the locations. I think it it, it almost makes it that much more re- real in a way, kind mm-hmm. of. 
And like I was saying earlier, like I, I was wondering like if the writers like in their minds, if is it just the visual of the house, like where Mike lives is that, I mean, that house looks like somewhere where he would live. It's just a very simple little, yeah, little house. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like, do they drive down this road when they go to eat at Loyola's or whatever? And one thing that was cool is like his house and then the ticket booth where he works at the parking garage. I mean, they were like <laughs> just a few minutes. Few, yeah. Like he, or like he could walk there. Like Mike, Mike probably walked to work <laughs> or maybe he drove his big black Lincoln or whatever. Is that what it is? It doesn't matter. We don't have to, unless you know. I don't know. Yeah, so basically after that, we came back here, and I set up the microphones. And uh, and here we are. And so, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how interesting this stuff is. It's, it's interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I was, I was going to say what, what we have planned. Tonight's our last night in Albuquerque. We were going to go straight to the Grand Canyon from here, but... I think we're going to go to where did you, what did you Sedona. Do? Sedona. There have been a lot of people suggest Sedona to me because after I tell them what we were going to do, they say, oh, you got to see Sedona. There were a number of people that told me that. So I'm not sure what we'll see there, but I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And there's not going to be like a bunch of movie locations and TV yeah. locations. So I'm not going to be dragging them around. It's going to be more like him dragging me around to different places. But so the next, I, it'll be cool. The next podcast I'll, I'll host then. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I think in the next few days we're going to go there, and then we're going to go to the Grand Canyon and probably camp out. I think that's so. the plan. And then, uh, I don't know. Monument Valley is not too far yeah. away. Well, I mentioned that before, and you said you didn't know if you. Well, wanted. I don't know. Um, we're kind of making this up as we go. Yeah, it's a couple of hours in the wrong yeah. direction, but it might be worth going there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's there. There might be a national park near there that we could camp out or visit yeah and then go to california i don't know. yeah we're gonna the plan after the after the grand canyon and all that stuff is to go to california we're gonna go to la and probably be there <laughs> next weekend <laughs> we do more know. movie stuff <laughs> yeah that's when we're gonna be driving around there and there's gonna be too many movie locations there to, to yeah. track down at least here it's kind of more focused but Okay, uh, we've been talking like an hour, so have we? Yeah. So thanks for listening to this. Uh, I'm, a, I'm probably gonna wait to put this out until we get home because I don't know how much I want to edit these on the while we're driving around, but we'll see. But uh, thanks for listening. Do you have anything you want to promote or say? <laughs> promote? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye. <laughs>